Okay. Shall okay. we begin our intro? Let's do it. Smell you later, heat wave edition. Oh my God. It is hot as the devil's dick out there right now. It is. It is It is the devil's <laughs> oh. armpit right now. And listen, I'm sorry. Yes. I know talking about the weather is boring, but we're in hell. I saw a funny tweet that said, Britain is now hot enough for Britain to colonize. <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, you guys too? It's right. 100 Ugh. degrees Fahrenheit there. So here it is the same. And I'm like, wow. But at least here we have everything is overly air conditioned. Right. It's right. giving climate emergency. Yo, for real. I, we're not going down that road. No, <laughs> um, no. But like having to do all this in corporate drag every day, I'm like, oh get this blazer off me. Fuck. Do you, when you walk to work, do you like have a outside outfit and then you go to work and you have like your indoor outfit? <laughs> uh, my walk to work is so short that I don't really need to like do the full costume yeah. change reveal fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> but I will... I will wait till I get to work to put my blazer on. Yeah, that I can see. Jesus. Like, this is the one time of year where I miss working in an office. And that is saying something. I know. Even though I'm like, wait, but the commute (laughs) still sucks. But (laughs) getting to sit in an air-conditioned place and I'm not paying the electricity bill, heaven. (laughs) Yeah, but then you have to go home. I know. I was going to go work at a cafe today to sit in their air-conditioning and I got four blocks from my house. And I just like turned around. I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. That's wild. Four blocks in, I was like, it's so hot. I have to make a stop for an iced coffee. And then I got the iced mm-hmm. coffee. And I was like, no, I need to go home. <laughs> like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> After much consideration, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live to smell another day here and smell you later. Well, some of us do. Well, some, some of us do. Sable. My sinuses are sinusing like extremely i don't know what it is i posted about it a little bit on my instagram stories and then people tried to like diagnose me and i got really annoyed (laughs) they're like have you tried this and it would be something really obvious like flonase it reminded me of when lord posted something about struggling with adult acne and then all of the comments were like have you tried washing your face (laughs) and she was like yes i've tried washing my face But yeah, I don't know what's going on. My allergies are allerging so hard that it has given me moderate to severe asthma. I can tell you're like not in a good place with this right now and I apologize. I'm in a very (laughs) unwell place because I have not been able to smell or taste anything for like two weeks now. I'll have like vague moments of smells usually if I like take a walk outside. Yeah. And I will say in those few moments, cumulatively, like on the on good days, I'll get like 30 minutes of smelling and tasting. And then I'll be like, okay, now's the time I have to eat everything I want to eat that I want to taste and like yeah. smell all my smells I want to smell in this hour before it goes away again. You have been posting yeah. your like nightly three desserts. So I, I know, know that, like <laughs> things I know that things are not well in yeah. Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not eating well, I'm not happy. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Although I am eating healthier because <laughs> I'm just like eating a lot of like vegetables and stuff. And I'm like, well, I just want texture. So like anything right. kind of like crunch. I'm eating for texture. It's all I have. Yeah. It's all, it's all I have left in this world. It's chewing. Right. <laughs> God. Well, 
Hashtag oh. pray for Sable. Yeah. I have an appointment with my doctor tomorrow. They were like, we have August 22nd open. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, why is it so hard to get a doctor's like a regular general practitioner appointment? Like, what the hell? I was hoping for this week. And then she was like, okay, yeah. we have tomorrow. And I was like, was that so hard? So fingers crossed that. that come through Medicare, come through. This has been a saga for you. It has been a saga ever since it started kind of happening on and off around March, but it was very subtle and it, and it would go away quick enough that I was like, oh, never mind. And then mm-hmm. after I got COVID in late April, it like ramped the fuck up. I feel like I... Like, like my only wish is that everybody smells things and appreciates smells for me who can't smell anything. <laughs> we, all, we are all smelling on your yeah. behalf. Please smell your favorite smells on my behalf and cherish them. Cherish them. Because you never know when they could become. You never know when they'll leave you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tynan, what are you smelling today? <laughs> After that spiral, that doom spiral. That was a, an impressive doom spiral, I will say. So, as we mentioned, yeah. it's hot as shit, and so hot. at this point, at this point, I'm like getting ready every morning. I'm like, I don't even know what I want to pull myself through today, and I feel like in the spring, we had an onslaught of new fragrances. Not to say that like we have to wear new fragrances all the time for the right. show or at all, but, it's but fun. we are. It's fun, but like we are sort of in a summer dead zone because it's. We're not gearing up for summer, but we're not yet gearing up for holidays. So like the Q3, Q4 drops haven't happened yet. I went into my closet today and I was like, well, what'll it be, girls? And <laughs> I obviously wanted something like, number one, just lightweight because it's 100 degrees and, and maybe something citrusy or a nice creamy floral, something coconutty and sunscreeny. And I mm. surprised myself by grabbing Moon Glory by The Harmonist. Ooh. Oh, I love that name. Oh, is I that the too. silver one? Yes. Oh, yes. I want those, the sun and the moon ones. Yes. I really, we talked about this before. I really love The Harmonist. I really love Moon Glory. I don't think I've spoken about this fragrance on the show yet. And if I have, I don't care. But <laughs> it is just. One of those scents that you just can't pin down, they, the brand calls it an amber floral. It's just sort of like, uh, you know how I always talk about how um, Armani Sandijo is like a really beautiful, creamy, sunscreeny, uh, salty white floral. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like, it's twin, but after dark. It Ooh. is just like really soft and it feels like a really liquid silk uh, and really warm but still breezy gorgeous at the top is dealing Lang, jasmine and lee in the middle is honey orchid cactus and passion flower never heard of any of this shit and <laughs> at the at the base is balsam sandalwood and hanoki wood Ooh. and yeah i mean it is all that and I don't really clock any woods from it, but the woods are so light that it does give it just that sort of airy texture. And I really, really like this. I could wear this all the time, especially in the hotter months. Um, 
it's funny too because I yesterday my favorite one of my favorite candle brands randomly just released a honey and I'm like Ooh. okay do you want it I'll I'll bring it for you I have yeah okay well because I only eat honey out of the bear shaped bottles because that's iconic <laughs> but they sent the honey they sent a bouquet of are these daisies? I don't know what these are. The beautiful white flowers. One of their candles called the Queen or just Queen that has honey, a honey note in it. And it really does. The, the note is heavy, which it's beautiful. But I was like, God damn it. I want a fragrance that smells like honey. And what do I grab for today without even knowing? Moon Glory that has mm. a big honey note in it. So I, I love, love it. it. I also think that honey is like a really interesting way in for a sweeter note that's not your typical vanilla which we love or amber it sort of gets you to the same place amber does in a fragrance but yeah i don't know i love it i love any fragrance based around the moon i love the idea of the moon our canonically queer planet (laughs) yeah it's great it's uh it's it's been a really delightful fragrance to wear all day did they send you the other ones like the sun one the harmonious yeah. No, I actually yanked this from Bergdorf's. I don't. Oh. I think you do. And I think you send it to me. So I need to search my Gmail. I have not hooked up with their PR yet. Oh, okay. Um, but I am about to because I am a bully. <laughs> cool. I don't know if this is even worth asking, but <laughs> what do you spell like today? Gigantic question mark. Well, I personally don't know from experience but i have been spraying myself liberally with fragrance because i'm like it doesn't matter i can't overspray and i can't smell me and what i will do actually and i did this before it was like 95 degrees out like over the weekend i feel like it was like warm but nice where you could sit outside in the park and so what i would do is i would fucking douse myself in like my strongest smelling fragrances so like Mugler Angel. Angel, yep. Maison Crivelli, Patchouli Magnetique, and Tom Ford Oud Wood, as I'm wearing today. Okay. And then I would go walk around outside and sit outside until my sense of smell came back. And the way I would be able to tell is that I'm like, oh, I can smell myself. Like, I can smell my fragrance now. That's so funny. I know. And the other day, I was sitting in the in the park reading on a bench, and... It wasn't super crowded, but I noticed that anytime somebody sat on the other side of the bench, like the bench is probably like eight feet wide. Somebody yeah. would sit on the other end and then within like 10 minutes, they would leave like five to 10 minutes. Uh- <laughs> and then like I started smelling my smelling angel and I was like, oh, maybe that's why <laughs> they're just like, oh, my God, this girl's purview was so strong. And I'm like, well, I really just let her fucking rip today. <laughs> right. Everywhere. All- <laughs> Like all over my head. I just like, psh, 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 psh. yeah. So I'm just like a walking perfume bomb, even though I don't personally know it for, except for like the one hour a day that my nose, my nasal passages are like, you shall pass smell yeah. molecules. And then that's that. That's how I, that's like my little daily thing of just like, ah, it's not gone forever. Okay, good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then I go back to my house and go inside and then like within the hour I'm just like whoop can't smell anymore bye yeah so I like dust this my house like no dust no dust allergies yeah this will all be back yeah 
part of me, like I was like looking at my symptoms to be like, how serious is this? Like, do I actually have to go? like, I'm so, I hate going to doctors because I just think they're annoying, but I was like, okay, should I drag my ass to a doctor again? Like an actual doctor, not just like the allergist or the ENT. And like, when I like listed my symptoms, they were like, you should seek help immediately. And I was like, oh no. Call 911. Well, they were like, you may have walking pneumonia. And I was like, oh damn, what if I do? You don't have walking pneumonia. Like what if I've had walking pneumonia for like a month straight? <laughs> didn't know it. Oh my God. Now you sound like me. You're I fine. Know. Well, <laughs> TBD. <laughs> TBD. Yeah, well. I'm speaking of not smelling anything. Sable and I have often talked about not only fragrance in skincare, but the masking of fragrance in skincare when a brand chooses to call a fragrance, you know, unscented or fragrance free. That doesn't mean always that it started off that way. Fragrance in skincare is a very polarizing subject right now in beauty, whether it deserves to be or not. And I mean, understandably, there are people who don't want fragrance in skincare because they are sensitive to it or worried about it sensitizing their skin or just don't want something on their face that smells all valid. Sure. On the same tip, there are people who do like scented products. So I do. We were, yeah, same. Uh, We were pretty curious about the masking of scents and how that all worked. And it turns out that we know the perfect person to come on and give us a rundown. Hell yeah. She is a cosmetic chemist, one of the co-founders of Dew Skincare, which is the hypest skincare brand on Instagram yeah. right now. <laughs> literally. But, they literally yeah. shut down the internet every time they do anything. Yeah. But I met her originally when I was doing a bit of copying consulting for Circumference, which is... Oh. Yeah, they're like that luxury, clean, green skincare brand. And they're one of the very few, maybe the only that I personally know of, quote unquote, sustainable brands that like lives up to their claims. Yeah. They will do the most impressive recycling of ingredients and like upcycling that I have not heard so many other of these allegedly sustainable brands do, which I think is really exciting. So I met Joyce through that and I was like, she's really cool and really funny and like incredibly smart and like so knowledgeable about all things chemical. So it's like, we need to get her. She's the one. Yeah. I have interviewed her for, I think it was when Dew's Deliverance dropped. It's it's the serum and the navy Mm. blue component that you see all over Instagram that everyone raves about. And she really knows her shit. She's a cool girl. She always shoots straight about, I mean, everything surrounding, mm-hmm. you know, formula and chemicals and all of that. I really like the way that Dew talks about all of that formula, chemicals, yeah. clean, what it actually means, what actual sustainability looks like. I think Dew is like setting a new standard and what actual transparency means from brand mm-hmm. level, even down to profit and markups, yes. you know? Yeah. Uh, and it, I think that in the way that sometimes only like a new indie brand can be disruptive in that way, I think that they're really showing like a new standard and like this is how you can run a business totally. and still be also super successful, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So we've got Joyce on the show today and we can't wait to speak to her. Hell yeah. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. My name is Joyce Delemos and I am head of product development at Do Skincare. 
I'm also a co-founder and I am a chemist science nerd for life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we are big fans of do in this house. Yes. Um, Yay! Joyce, we start off every episode by asking our talent. Uh, Joyce, <laughs> what do you smell like today? Talent? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I would say today is giving a blend of inflorescence from Byreda. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Um, okay. A little I mix I mix it with Blanche because I, oh. I'm like a white white flower lady. Mm-hmm. With a hint of body odor and sweat from walking around in New York at 90 degrees. So so those are the notes going on today. Beautiful. Love that. <laughs> you know? If I'm being honest, it's really gross outside. It's like un uninhabitable. <laughs> yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. That I never use that word ever. No, it truly is. Yesterday mm -hmm. to my landlord, I said, this is uninhabitable with this yep. air conditioner being down. Oof. And so yeah. here I am. <laughs> well, happy you're here with us. Yes. <laughs> me too. Thanks for even like inviting me on the podcast, guys. Dude, of course. I mean, I feel we, oh my God. We'd been tossing the idea of an episode around fragrance in skincare products because people get so caught up in about that. And then we're like, who would be the best person to talk to? Yeah. A cosmetic chemist, obviously Joyce. So Yeah. 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 It's definitely uh, like a triggering conversation, I yes. would say. Or we jumped off. I mean, being a co-founder and the chemist behind one of like the hottest skincare brands and mm. beauty right now and being like a young person do you want to just give us a quick rundown of like your background and about where you are sure so like i said when i introduced myself i've always been into science ever since i was a little kid and i just kind of connected the dots recently but when i was really really little you know there was five of us living in my aunt's house during the day no adult supervision because you know like <laughs> children of immigrants Parents yep. at work, here's some pizza rolls and yep. live. Like, mm -hmm. don't die, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so what I used to do, like my own space was like, I would lock myself in my aunt's bathroom. And I remember, vividly remember opening all the cabinets and looking at all of her like Avon stuff and her Mary Kay stuff and just dumping it into the sink, like emptying everything out, filling it up. Oh, and then I would take my little ponies and Barbies and dump them in there. And in my head, I thought that there was going to be an explosion. And I really wanted that to happen. I wanted something crazy to happen, some kind of transformation. So I think from a very young age, I've always been very, very obsessed with transformation and understanding how things evolve, change, and like the interactions between like chemicals and molecules and water and all these things. So when I was in college, I studied biochemistry. And after college, I got this really cushy job in pharmaceuticals. And, you know, coming out of college, it was like, well, for me, it was, when did I come out? Like 2005. Ooh, I'm old. <laughs> but um, I was like, wow, money, cool, right? Because, like, I never had it before. And so I did pharma for a bit, but it wasn't that stimulating. So fast forward, I got my master's in cosmetic science at Fairleigh Dickinson in New Jersey. And the rest is kind of history. Like, I've been in love with the trade ever since. It's just been like a perfect fit. And I say that like it's come full circle. Like now when I actually make stuff, granted, it rarely explodes. It never has exploded. <laughs> but like it's a more fulfilling type of transformational process that I get to witness every single day. And it's like the best. 
it's like a, it's a dream for me every single day. Yeah, I wish I knew that was a job you could have when I was in Dude, school. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. Let me tell you what I did, Sable. I yeah. Googled it. I literally what? went home, like disgruntled with my job. And I was like, F this. Okay. You know, little type in Google, fun careers that have to do with biochemistry. <laughs> That's so smart. I didn't think yeah, to do that. That's I was, all I did. <laughs> I was just like, I guess I'll see what happens to me. <laughs> Look at me now. I'll just let it take it from here. You're, you're yeah. doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. I have no complaints. So I you think know? I did okay. I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious when you go into cosmetic chemistry, and I don't know if that's a huge field of study in like the chemistry overall. Well, the rel, yes, the rel. <laughs> but do they do they cover fragrance and products? Like, do they even go there? Okay, so cosmetic chemistry in itself, at the time when I was studying it in 2010, in the land, in the year wow. of 2010, was a very very small and niche mm-hmm. kind of like study, right? So there's yeah. three colleges that taught it, and so you can imagine how limited those courses are and how limited access to even like professors really was. Um, when yeah. I was at Fairleigh Dickinson, there was a perfumery slash fragrance course offered as an elective and I really wanted to take it, but it was only offered every single, like every other semester or something. So okay. in, lieu of, in lieu of staying in New Jersey for like another <laughs> year or staying in graduate school for like another year, I was like, I'll just take color cosmetics. You know, right. the most of everything that I've learned about fragrance has honestly been from being in the industry. And that's been the best way for me to learn it because it's the most applicable and the most relevant. Right. That's what you I know? figure. You just like learn yeah. on the job. And I learned that really, really quickly after I got my cosmetic science degree. I was like, wow, I have so many books and so many PowerPoints and so much literature about all this stuff, but it doesn't really make any sense until you put it into practice because it's all theoretical, right? And there's right. always there's always a quote unquote it depends clause. Like my co-founder Charlotte loves to like yeah. text me randomly and be like, "What do you think about this?" And does A equal B or does you know A plus B equal C? And I'm like, you know, Char, it depends. Like <laughs> it's always going to depend, and you learn that later when you actually start formulating and working with all these materials. So, you know, when I worked at L'Oreal, I, I touched on fragrance, like very, 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 like very, very little. Like mm-hmm. I worked, mm-hmm. I primarily formulated for SkinCeuticals and SkinCeuticals is the type of brand that only uses quote unquote natural fragrances. So we're talking like essential oils. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's what I did with them. But, you know, I had friends in the fragrance group and stuff. So I learned a lot from them. And I liked a lot of fragrance. Then later in my career, when I worked for Function of Beauty, which is a very fragrance driven company, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where I got to kind of like work with larger fragrance houses like Givadon and Fermanich. And, you know, because those companies work with huge clients like, you know, Kim Kardashian, whoever, you know, like Gucci, Tom Ford, all that, they have to make sure that they know everything about fragrance. They need to make sure that their regulatory like understanding is up to date because that landscape is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And so 
they're like the best people to learn from. And so I feel very fortunate that I got to do that there, even though I didn't get to do it, you know, at Fairleigh Dickinson. That's so cool. Yeah. That makes me think when you mentioned SkinCeuticals that they're like best selling product, the vitamin C and ferulic acid mm-hmm. serum. Yeah. Everybody smells smell- like ham. Yeah. Everyone says it <laughs> smells like hot dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, how does yeah. this happen? <laughs> yeah. It smells like hot dogs. And then there's the other one, the uh, by my French is terrible. Someone's going to hear this that is French is going to make fun of me. This is not and- a pronunciation <laughs> podcast, we always say. Yeah. I say it all so, the time. Yeah. Biologic research, the. Oh, uh, yeah, P450, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, the P450 mm-hmm. that smells mm-hmm. kind of like something that I like to eat. And I'll like, uh, like, like in a Filipino dish, salad maybe. dressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but then they splash on their face. You know, it's it's interesting how much people are willing to say, like, this smells terrible when applied to my face. But if it works and the efficacy is there or I think that it does or mm-hmm. it's expensive or mm-hmm. people are talking about yeah. it. I don't care. Like all of my yep. beliefs and like all of my standards for like what is what a product should smell like go out the door and they just That's throw it all point. over their bodies. Yeah, yeah for sure. If yeah. it's, ex- I, I mean, feel like if anything's expensive enough, people will be like, this is correct. Yes, exactly. it must be. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yeah. I will buy yeah. mm. hot dog water, put it yeah. on my body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I feel like, I mean, when I've talked about this ad nauseum, but it, especially like the larger cultural conversation around beauty in the last two or three years, fragrance in skincare has been a huge, very polarizing topic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would love to, I mean, like, I guess top line, like, why do you think fragrance got such a bad rap? And yeah. I would love to follow that up with like, in your industry, doing what you do. Mm-hmm. What maybe not what is your what is your opinion, but what is like the sort of like baseline opinion on do we or do we not put fragrance in products and why? Sure. Okay. I guess first and foremost to address the first thing, like where did all this come from? You know, like this mm-hmm. hyper vigilance like against fragrance or, you know, like just overall increased concern about fragrance being in <clears throat> personal care products. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that it came from you know, fragrance, I guess I would say it happened like in the late aughts and probably mm-hmm. the, the early 2010s. And there, you know, I can remember that there was a study, not a study, but there's something written up about phthalates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are fragrance people. So, you know, phthalates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can yeah. You, Do either of you know how to spell it? Because I can't spell it. It's like phthalate. <laughs> With a P. I think I could spell it for you right now because I had to put it in all our free of lists. Oh, hold Estee on. Waters. Let me Google it right now. It's like P-T-H-A-L-A-T-E. Pathalate. I think there's... There's an extra A in there, I think. Okay, yeah. There's like an extra vowel somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like 10 letters and only three vowels. Jesus Christ. But anyways, so phthalates are this group of chemicals, right? That's very, very broad and has so many different functions, right? Yeah. So... So there's so many different types of phthalates and some are used in plastics, you know, and some are used as preservatives. And I think somewhere in the late aughts, phthalates were banned in the EU and some in the US, a particular subset of them that was found in packaging. Um, And I I don't know what exactly the relation was. Maybe they were thought to have been traced to being carcinogenic. I can't really remember. But that being said, so this particular subset was banned. And then 
I think that consumer watchdog groups like the EWG and stuff like that took this broad category of phthalates and said anything that has phthalates in it or any phthalate is bad, right? Mm. right? And fragrance often uses like a phthalate, I think it's called DEP, mm-hmm. um, as a preservative. And so that in combination with the fact that when you put a fragrance or when you buy a fragrance from a fragrance house, they often don't have to tell you the ingredient composition because it's trade secret, right? Right. <laughs> that, uh, so, you know, throwing phthalates into the fire, all of them, and then this idea that, you know, fragrance houses are keeping secrets, <laughs> it kind of like created this consumer like fear-mongering spiral where it's like fragrance houses are trying to poison you by putting phthalates in things. Why do you think that they don't say like, why do you think that it says perfume or fragrance on the back of the thing? It's because they don't want you to know that it has phthalates in it. And it's just, it's kind of like an unfortunate association, but there's a lot of ingredients in personal care products that are like that. The other day, I got a question about urea and someone was like, urea causes cancer, was the email. And I was like, whoa, that's scary because it's in my body, like right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, doesn't your body make that? Your body makes it. It's part of your natural moisturizing factor. If your body didn't have urea in it, it would probably be very, very dry, right? It's part Mm -hmm. of this group of really, really important hydration elements that work with your skin barrier. And so she said, you know, I've heard that they're formaldehyde donors. And similarly to phthalates, Mm -hmm. it's like urea got grouped into this thing just because it's very, very distant cousin with a similar name did a bad thing, right? Damn. And yeah, and that's the same thing with phthalates. And phthalates is like one example of like a chemical compound that is found in fragrances that people are afraid of. You know, there's probably a, a plethora of them in there, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's this idea of fragrances <clears throat> having this secret formula and people not being able to see it. So there's like a lack of transparency there. And they don't like it. And that, you know, that being amplified by consumer watch groups, it, you know, that's kind of like when the tide turned, I think. Right. I don't know. Did you watch that HBO documentary? No, I refuse. So pretty. Such a stupid. I refuse. But there is a, yeah, I watched one episode and I was like, this is clearly propaganda. And like, I'm dumb enough to know that. (laughs) And even then it was like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like obviously it's like we're both from the beauty industry so we know like a yeah. little bit about this but I was like I don't know all the back end stuff but I do know that something's not right here yeah. and they do demonize yeah. phthalates specifically in fragrance a lot because it's not transparent yeah, yeah. so it's the lack of transparency that's problematic but you know I just want to reiterate there's a lack of transparency because you know fragrances are very very important to a product in terms of like forming that association and giving mm-hmm. that value, that experiential value to the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you have that key fragrance that everybody wants, you're not going to want to give it up to another brand to copy, yeah. you know, and reproduce because like that's your trademark fragrance. Um, and so that's why it's a huge secret. And then so like when you make natural fragrances or essential oils, what you can do is you can actually break that apart because they tell you. You know, and so when you have a quote unquote natural fragrance, you can either list it on the back of your packaging as fragrance 
or you can break it up into those components. Mm -hmm. So it gives you the option. So, I mean, it's kind of silly, right? So a brand that's like super natural, naturally inclined is going to break it up because they don't want to look bad because they have fragrance in there, but it's doing the same thing. It's got the same job. Yeah. It just has a different name, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Don't get me started on the natural fragrance thing, but we're going to talk about that, right? Probably a little, a little. I mean, see, like I always figured the big resistance to fragrance in skincare products or body product products specifically is that they're sensitizing or irritating to skin. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people will Mm -hmm. say like, oh no, it like breaks me out or I get rashes. And they're like immediate thought is like, oh, it must be the fragrance. Like not any other Mm -hmm. ingredient in the product. Right. Yeah. Right. And Um, essential oils to me, the only ingredient that's ever like fucked up my skin has been a natural essential mm-hmm. oil type product yep. so yeah. i'm like those are just as irritating or sensitizing so like i don't get why they're like, just as sensitizing or yeah. even more sensitizing because of the lack of uniformity so like mm. an essential oil mm. like i'm gonna i'm gonna press this leaf this <laughs> leaf grew like five weeks ago right mm-hmm. if you want to make this fragrance again in like another five weeks, guess what? Nature changes. It's going to be completely different. The yeah. chemical compounds in that leaf are going to be different. So there's like, you can't really standardize something that's so natural. You know, mm-hmm. it's like trying to grow the same flower, like every single two weeks, yeah. there's going to be, it's going to be nuanced. It's going to have like all these different notes, but along with the notes, it's going to have like different allergens in it too, probably, or like mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. levels of allergens or different composition. And people don't realize that when you make a synthetic fragrance with synthetic chemicals, I could say to you, Tynan, can you give me, can you synthesize this for me in these exact percentages? And you'd be like, yes. And then you give it to me mm-hmm. and there's no question what's in there. Right. Right. It's all right. controlled. <laughs> it's all standardized. There's all these quality control, quality control specifications. And so there's no question. Then we're going to put it in a fragrance and then we're going to name it fragrance, you know, but it's going to be completely safe. But we, because we're not telling people what's inside of it, they're going to be like, oh, what did Tynan put in here? Must be poison. Right. You know, right. he's a poisoner. Mm-hmm. Don't use it. <laughs> so, it's Tynan the poisoner. Yeah. And then, but it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of lame because it's like here, this has lavender and rosemary and like the worst offender, tea tree and peppermint oil. So irritating, right? But oh, thanks. But because you showed it to me, it must be better and I won't be irritated. That's not how it works. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. It's super sensitizing. Yeah. Pour one out for all the times I read that, like, put a dab of tea tree oil on a pimple. Oh my God. And it'll go away. No. Like, no. 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 <laughs> I feel like that was in like or every like... teen mag when I was a teen and I did it and I was Wait. like, hmm, why is this burning? <laughs> Yeah. What did they tell you to put tea tree oil on? Like on a zit or pimple, and it was Ugh. like get rid of it. I I so, had read an article one time that told people to put tea tree oil and peppermint oil all over their face. No. no. Mm-hmm. It was like a blogger. What? A oh skincare my God. blogger. Yeah. Woo. So oh. he sent it to me and was like, "Is this okay?" And I was like, "Probably no." no. <laughs> and TikTok didn't exist back then, but I thought immediately no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's like I remember when my friend talking to me and being like, Have you ever used Dr. Bronner's? I'm like, Yeah, I have. And she was like, Have you ever used it like 
down there. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah don't. Don't. It's so sensitizing. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I think everyone has like fallen victim to the Dr. Bronner's <laughs> crotch burn. <laughs> TM. Yeah, TM. TM. <laughs> but we're like, this is natural. This is fine. There's a lot of words on this bottle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, fragrance composition is just like so much more complicated than people think. And it's just, it's just not fair to be like, all fragrance is bad. Yeah. I do wonder right. with like the climate of wellness and transparency and beauty now, if fragrance mm-hmm. houses and brands like will be pushed to list the ingredients in their fragrance because it's like, I mean, how, how is I that wonder. a trade secret and not a skincare product, a trade secret, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have enough experience working in fragrance houses to understand how they're able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, but I will say for us as a brand, for do as a brand, you know, I think that we're never not going to consider putting fragrance in a formula if it does a job, right? Mm -hmm. So me personally, as a formulator, I feel like body products, the experience of putting on a body product, the ritual of it, like I love a good fragrance and, you know, we, we will conduct like polls and stuff across the board, but I think that's, (laughs) probably like the larger the larger sector of personal care products where people prefer fragrance Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. products that are rinse off right so like rinse off for hair and rinse off for body like you're never going to use like an unscented body wash right right like what is the point right yeah and so Mm -hmm. with that process you know it's like adding the water and there's this thing called a bloom when the water is added to the fragrance and it foams you know it's very very experiential so you know as a brand, we feel like if we do feel like there's a need for a fragrance in a product and that would improve the experience of our consumer, we're going to add it in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And knowing what I know about natural fragrances, you know, if I we do move to fo- move forward with like an essential oil blend or a natural fragrance, we you better bet we're going to test that for irritation like so much. It would probably take like years and years and years to ensure because like there's, that's the only way that I would feel comfortable launching that, you mm-hmm. know? So we would probably right. do like every single irritation test under the sun. Right. Right. So when you guys were originally formulating, it just like immediately you were just like, yeah, no fragrance in these products. Well, immediately, like for me, I just don't like use Like I don't like using fragrance products like on my face for leave-on. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's not an irritation thing. It's just kind of like I... I just like don't really prefer it. And so when we kind of were, you know, what's the word that crowdsourcing like information and asking different people like what they wanted because we didn't have enough money to like really send out all these surveys and like ask a bunch right. of people. We didn't like have any people that actually knew we existed yet, you know, yeah. from like friends and stuff. They're like, eh, just don't put fragrance in it. You know, like don't take the chance. Yeah. So we didn't. That's smart. Yeah. Sable and I have talked a lot about I mean, not knowing about it. That's why we have you on the show. Um, <laughs> like fragrance masking agents, because just because right. something mm-hmm. is unscented doesn't mean it, uh, one didn't have a scent. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. We're both really sort of fascinated by that. Can you tell us yeah. just an, anything about f- like fragrance masking and, and what that looks yeah. like and why you might do that? So fragrance masking usually happens like there's certain classes of chemicals that are that carry an odor, right? So 
whether that be like an all natural or oil, or typically it's kind of like more the botanical, botanically derived ingredients because like they tend to oxidize and release mm-hmm. some kind of odor over time. And what you're trying to do with a masking agent is not really like change the fragrance or add a fragrance that's noticeable. You're just trying to cover up that smell. Right. Right. So for example, conditioners tend to smell like conditioners and maybe some shampoos like have a lot of quaternions in them, which is like an ammonia, like an ammonia shaped chemical, you know, like whoever's listening to this, that is like an organic chemist. <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> but what I do know is that when the little age pops off, it smells like fish. <laughs> okay. Oof. Wow. Yeah. And so oftentimes formulators or fragrance people will put in like kind of like an aroma molecule in there that's that's synthetically made to kind of mask that smell. And you would never really know that's what it was in the ingredient list because it has typically has like some chemical name that nobody even knows. Right. Unless I think Cetaphil might use like a masking fragrance Uh in some of their products. And I know that they list it as masking fragrance, which I think is like really weird. And I think they do that as like a branding and marketing thing to be like, hey, we put a masking fragrance in here. This is it. Ask us about it, you know, hmm. so that to be like okay. a little bit more transparent about it. And that might be because the actual name of the masking agent sounds way too chemically and they right. don't like the name of it. So it's right. like, you know, doing a song and dance kind of thing. You know, like Cetaphil's not like a natural leaning brand. They're like the no. clinical dermatologist approved brand that doesn't clean yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Cetaphil. Like I, had I egg- love Cetaphil. Really, I had eczema yeah. when I was a teenager, and my dermatologist was like, "Only use Cetaphil. Don't use anything else." And I was like, "This yeah. doesn't do anything." <laughs> I definitely, you know, I I vibe with that because like I felt like I missed out on like having that Noxzema moment, mm. or like mm. having that having that clean and clear moment that all my friends did, yeah. where it's like, yeah. "Oh, so foamy, so yeah. splashy." Yeah, you know, mine was like, "This is watery lotion." <laughs> Well, that's what I felt like. I was like, I don't feel clean. (laughs) I'm like, well, don't dry out your skin. But I love Cetaphil. Well, like now we're all about like the non-foaming gentle cleanser, like the cream cleansers and the oil balms. Like back then it was like Neutrogena, the like orange cleanser. Yeah. Right. With the beads. Yeah. Yeah. With the beads. Which with with the beads that now everyone's like beads bad. Yeah. Beads. No. (laughs) No to be. It's you where live, did all those beads go? Oof. Right. Yeah, good question. <laughs> Y'all are worried about phthalates, those beads everywhere. You know? <laughs> Wait, correct me if I'm wrong, but the EWG is a lobby group. They accept money from corporations. Correct. Okay. That's what, yeah. Because everybody holds them to like the gold standard of I like. Will- I will play nice and I will just say, correct. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Fight them. Well, like everyone who kind of gets on their soapbox about like naturalness and like anti-chemical, they're like, well, the yeah, EWG like says EWG. this. And I'm like, but they also accept money from corporations so they can be influenced too. They're super yeah. hyper-influenced. And yeah. it's like unfortunate. I think the reason why they're so big and like widely recognized is because they're one of the oldest, I think, right. mm-hmm. like consumer watch groups in the personal care space or like yeah. in the chemical space. 
they were blessed with like very, very readable, understandable, digestible infographics or like the first people to do that, like deliver that information in a way that was like easily understandable. And then the advent of social media, right? So it's like, I read about them and I've known them since like 1998. And then I tell you, Sable, like, guess what? Like fish are poisonous or something. And then you're, then you post it on your Instagram. They're like, right. Don't eat fish. Fish are terrible. Right. And that's kind of like how that goes. Right. And they sound so official. So everyone's like, Oh, bad. Environmental working group. Yes. Dot org. I used to follow. Exactly. I used to follow. We can have an org guys. Yeah. We can have an org. Anyone can buy a dot org. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We could buy an org, but, um, Dang, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I used to follow them on Instagram because, you know, like, I was just like, let me see what these people are up to. Mm. Yeah. And then it just got too much. It just who, was too much. I was like, I, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. I was like, I'm not following you to following all these toxic Instagram accounts. I'm just only going to search for Shade Room. Like, once yes. <laughs> but I right. will not follow right. them. I will just right. search the EWG, but I will not follow that. I do think it's interesting that the people and the organizations that are the most critical about beauty, specifically like beauty safety, are never in the beauty industry. Like they don't yeah. know anything about the beauty industry. No, they typically like, don't. The experts, yeah. quote unquote experts that they re- like that they reach out to are like yeah. naturopaths or like alternative medicine types. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Well, it's sort I mean, of like searching for the answer that you want to get. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. It's just sure. information bias. Yeah. 110%. You know, and I think it's just unfortunate. I try to not pay attention too much and stay yeah. out of that. Smart. I'm sure it could Smart. drive you insane. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of challenging, you know, because like it's, it's kind of like swimming upwards sometimes or swimming mm-hmm. against like the flow of traffic just because you just don't know which ingredient is going to get called out for doing something, you know? Right. And then it's just kind of exhausting having to do like the entire chemical explanation. But I know that somebody needs to do it. So I do it, you know, just like, just like (laughs) the email about urea. And then the other day, oh, ricin. Someone was like, castor oil is bad because ricin is a poison. Yeah. In large quantities, like not. Also, it's like a complete. Yeah, and it's like a completely different format, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but do you think? Okay, do you think people who have fragrance sensitivities? Do you think they should be wary of masking fragrances? Mm, that's a great question. I don't know about that one. Isn't I it? That... I saw that on our list, and I was like, Sable, you are the one. Well, I also I know... think that I I think that across the board, people who have sensitive skin. Yeah. should always pass, patch test their product, mm. even if it yeah. does or does not have a fragrance. Right. So that's step one. So implement that into your routine and then there's no issue. And then like you'll, you can use whatever product you want, whether or not it has fragrance or not, you know? Mm-hmm. That is a very good idea. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever worked with, um, on a, with a brand or on a project that, mm, did choose to mask a fragrance and if so like um what was the process like and how did that decision um how was that decision made oh interesting i've never worked on a product where i wanted to mask Mm. fragrance because you know when i was working 
for function like they they're very very fragrance driven so they always wanted to put like right. the highest levels of fragrances are offered like the most fragrant ones but i was able to like when you visit the fragrance houses like they give you examples of like you know you, you do this have you done that have you guys done that yet no we haven't on deferment or something no, not yet and then you go it's so fun they give you like the fragrance wheel and then you identify all them and you take a test oh cool uh, one well, day i don't want to take a test i'm over <laughs> it <laughs> Yeah, you do. But you I'd do love to like have that. fun. Yeah, okay. it's really, really fun to get to smell like the woodsy fragrances, the citrus fragrances, the. I hope they change this. Did they change the Oriental? We're. I don't. We're working we're on, on a tirade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did they change that? I don't think I they don't... have yet. But okay. I was like, just call but, but it's it become, spice. Yeah, it's just become it more of a conversation. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll see. Anyway. So, and then they, they introduce you to like these specific types of aroma molecules that are maskers. And then you smell them and you're like, this smells like nothing. Yeah. This kind of smells like, wow. this smells like plastic. Right. Uh, this, this smells like a cleanser that I've used before, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nothing that uh, glamorous or anything like that. Yeah. That's wow. so funny thinking of like a perfumer in a lab being like, we have to make smells that smell like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like we have to make a flavor that tastes like saliva yeah like, right <laughs> you know like a little yeah that's kind of like what it is i think it's more so like we have to it, it's probably very very complicated and like they probably have to think of like you know what what is the chemical compound that's causing the malodor mm-hmm. and then what is another chemical compound that could like kind of like hold hands with it and like stop it from like oxidizing further like causing more stink basically wow i remember ages ago a cosmetic chemist told me that in like hair conditioners if there's a quaternium like the higher the number the more conditioning it is oh yeah like a polyquat yeah she's like if there's like quaternium 91 like that's gonna be more conditioning no, than like- i don't i don't know i don't know if that's completely true i think it like depends on like the entire structure of the, um, the entire formulation hey right. it depends guys yeah <laughs> it depends another one you know another I just, one i just no- got into it depends <laughs> <laughs> you just got it you, know, <laughs> you just got it depended yes <laughs> yeah it really does it just it, there's no hard and fast rules unfortunately got it got it you know? Yeah. With with your knowledge of the industry and, and with what you do, do right now, do you think that products with scent smell better? I'm sorry, sell better than ones that are unscented? Um, and do you think there's been a shift in, in that? I think products like what I was talking about earlier, body products with scent and rinse off mm-hmm. always do better than unscented body products mm-hmm. and unscented rinse off i think that you know for face products generally people do prefer unfragranced if it's within a specific sector when people that was a dog sorry when people (laughs) buy um luxury skincare products you know and like there's you know like french formulations that are like very Mm -hmm. very expensive there's a certain expectation that it has kind of like a french fragrance you know, and that's part of the experience yeah. and stuff, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's it's really kind of hard to say, like, 
whether or not there's been an increased interest, I think like the people that have always preferred it are always going to want it. And the people that right. have never liked it are just not going to like it. You know, yeah. It, if yeah. we are one or the other, it's going to take a really, really great product, which just like we were talking about, you know, like, oh, this smells like hot dog water. Well, I'm going to forego <laughs> my fancy French, French, you know, whatever. And I'm going to use a hot dog yeah. water because it works or it's really expensive. So that's right. And I should do that. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say about scented versus unscented, specifically with skin products. Didn't Fenty mm-hmm. Beauty recently release either like an the unscented right? version? Yeah, they either released an unscented version of their skincare products or decided to just get rid of the fragrance altogether. I don't it remember. It was unscented you... versions. Okay, so they're offering remember. a fragrance and an unfragranced version. Yeah, for and all I of think her products? I think that for the newer, so she released unscented version of her four core products because people mm-hmm. were very up and arms about the scent in those. Mm-hmm. And then for the newer face releases, there is mm-hmm. no scent. The body stuff there is, is still scented. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. her most recent face releases are like a toner and a mask. So like, I don't know how much scenting you do with those anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like Toners really can be back pretty, food. well, pretty scented. I know like Korean skincare products are like, heavily scented a lot of the time really which is yeah which is interesting too it right is. because yeah. i'm like, like why i always i always consider like asian textures and like like korean textures and japanese textures and just like skincare technology to like be more pulled back you know mm-hmm. like in terms of like I, they're like more gentle so like for them to have like heavier fragrances is just kind of like more in, it's pretty interesting um, i feel like maybe that's just like a cultural expectation like they just like that? I don't know, but I just Maybe, remember, but yeah, yeah. I remember being sent a really, really expensive Japanese skincare brand, Decorte, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that shit was so scented. It smelled like a perfume yeah. on me, and I was like, "What? Oh. Like, who wants this?" Like, I wonder. Oh part yeah. of me, part of me wonders if it's because like bathing is such like a huge ritual, you know, mm-hmm. like in Japan and Korea, mm-hmm. it's like it's this like you know full day long thing. And yeah. like the application of all the products and stuff afterwards, like you want to smell like you did that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. So you want there to be like a payoff, but for face products, like, I don't know if it's weird. Yeah. It's mm. quite heavy for face products. And I'm always like a little bit like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> you got to air that out. Yeah. 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 You touched on something briefly uh, when we started this and it's something that I've always thought. I know that fragrance is a touchy subject in skincare, but you mentioned that it is a sensorial thing and it sort of helps the consumer make a connection to a product. And if Mm -hmm. the consumer isn't like a skincare nerd or like a beauty obsessed and they just find moisturizer that they like and it's scented and they have no reason to go back to it because they might not be super educated on formula or actives or whatever, do you find that scent is the thing that will bring them back to the counter and have them replenish that one product if nothing else probably yeah absolutely and it's because of that because because appreciation of scent is so personal and subjective Mm -hmm. you know and you see that all the Mm -hmm. time when you go shopping with your friends and you stop in whatever fragrance shop you want to your friends can be like oh this isn't for me or oh i like this you know it's it's the same thing yeah it's definitely the same thing they might you know what's the first thing people do when they when they look at shampoos pop it open smell it smell it yeah. You look at the ingredients? Absolutely not. Body yeah. lotions. Pop it open. Smell it. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with everything. Right. Like even makeup. 
Well, like well, lipsticks that's why, are heavily scented. That's why y'all have this yeah. org. Yeah. <laughs> have you personally ever been betrayed by a fragranced beauty product? Oh, you mean like had irritation? Yeah. No, actually, no. Oh, lucky you. But I don't really use that many fragrance products. I mean, I love perfume, obviously, but I've never had irritation from perfume. I will tell you, though, that I have been betrayed by many natural things. Same. Naturally fragrance thing. Yes. Forever. Yeah. Like naturally fragranced shampoos. Oof. Scalp itch. Dry skin. All over. Not great. Just... I just like have a high sensitivity to botanical allergens, I think. Mm. And so natural fragrance just like doesn't really work with me. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure like when Charlotte and Marta have like all of your future do products in development now and like yeah. hypothetically, if you did mm-hmm. like a body product or a product mm-hmm. that you guys decided you wanted to scent, like what do you think your dream scent would be? Oh, that's, I mean, it's definitely, I, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. Actually. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> hi, hypothetically. Yes. We may or may not be working on something, but it's an agreement, like a dream for all of us. That's all I'm going to say. Very cool. Okay. A dream, a dream fragrance, I would say. Okay. Oh, amazing. Cause like every time. I mean, you guys... No, no, no. No, a dream <laughs> fragrance. No, a dream fragrance for a product. Yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Oh my God. That's yeah. so exciting. Because like every time you guys come out with stuff, I feel like each new launch, there's like, I just keep seeing it proliferate more and more from like other people that I didn't even know who were like into skincare, but they're like, oh, I really like this dew moisturizer. Oh, Yeah. And it's just like the most I, random I, people I never would have expected. And I'm like, how did you find this same. very cool niche, not super yeah. well-known brand? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have people like screenshotting like TikToks and stuff and like sending them yeah. to me and be like, this person uses your products. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's really, really cool and kind of un- and I honestly haven't even taken it all in. Like I feel like me, Shar and Marta, like are constantly just like okay grasping on and holding for dear life like we're very very appreciative and like we feel so lucky but we're also like keep working like you know right. this, you know you don't know when this is gonna like dry up like you just gotta yeah. you know just you can't take things for granted I'm so right. so thankful like whenever I see stuff like that I'm like okay person in like random city in like Kansas like yeah. cool like yeah. you know it's just <laughs> I don't know it's I know. I feel really, really lucky. Like they could have bought any other product on the planet, but somehow Instant Angel got into their hands or like Deliverance got into their hands. You know, I also think the name Instant Angel is so so good. good. Oh my God. We threw so many things at the wall with that one. Yeah. I'm I'm the worst. Naming a product has to be the hardest thing, honestly. It is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard. Because even if you find one you love, so good. Even if you find one you love, you're like, are we legally allowed to use that? No, yeah. No. What was it supposed to be before? Oh, I think we wanted to name it. I can't remember what it was, but it was already trademarked. Damn. Yeah, you know, like we had all of these like, like really kind of like soft, kind of like angelic kind of like words, and like half of them were already trademarked, so we couldn't use them. Wow. And Shit. I think yeah, and then Instant Angel. I think Charlotte came up with that one, and it just like stuck. Yeah. So I'm like you. I love it. 
<clears throat> continue to do this forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm not good. Yeah, exactly. Good right. copies, everything. Right. I was just going to ask, like, which of the deep products you've tried? Oh, I've tried them all. Oh, I've yeah. tried all of them, but the moisturizer. Instant I love Instant Angel. I know. I and I'm Instant like, Angel. oh, I feel yeah. like that's the best one. <laughs> yeah. I. It's not that deliverance, like, didn't work for me. It's just, it's for, you know, calming your skin. And I don't have skin that's easily irritated. So I same, do use same. it. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, I just don't think this is for me. But Yeah. I agree. I actually really like the hand sanitizer. Oh, same. Yeah. It has a really nice eucalyptus smell. And it's like a almost like a serum-y texture mm-hmm. that's also yeah. moisturizing. So it, it doesn't trying, leave your hands slimy or dry. I'm trying to broker a partnership with them in Equinox because eucalyptus is such a oh, big part of the Equinox DNA Yeah, um, that I want to like figure out like, how can we make this work? Yeah, just get like a big tub of their hand sanitizer to like have literally everywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I didn't know, like I, I knew that she would like be able to speak to all of this but you just never know when you talk to like a, a chemist attached to a brand and, yeah. and whatever in whatever aspects um yeah I, I was like and i think she said it best even like how do you talk about or uh, you know masking a fragrance how do you talk about make fragrance smell like nothing or even rather i guess on her end how do you make a fragrance smell like nothing like what do you do um That's crazy but that was so illuminating to me yeah that you was know? so cool I could talk to like cosmetic chemists all day. Oh my God. I know. Like, I felt I us like going so down much. some rabbit holes there. And I yeah. was like, this is going to be a three hour long episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, it's just so fascinating. And I am actually now like really wondering if the fragrance industry is going to have to disclose like what ingredients they use or like why I... can't they? Because like, okay. Any beauty product, like a skincare product, because like I feel like those are the ones that are duped. Like they list their ingredients, but even if there's a dupe, you can't ever fully dupe a skincare product because you don't know what concentration yeah, they yeah, use, you don't the, ra- know. the ratios, yep. the manufacturing place, like where they developed it, all that stuff. Yep. So you can't truly dupe a skincare product. And yep. in the same way, like I wonder if fragrance ingredients if it's all just like we get this one molecule because you know how like Jivadon and the big houses they have like their proprietary molecules and stuff yeah like what if it's just like there's only one place you know to get this one scented ingredient like how Marissa Zappas was telling us that there's like violet with the serial number so it's like the exact type of violet yeah. that like maybe that's why like they would be giving away the exact recipe yeah i don't i don't think to me personally i don't think it needs to be disclosed i mean let someone have a fucking secret you know what i mean and also like you're worried about the wrong shit you know don't well, worry that. about the fragrance we're that. worried about the plastic component you just bought and threw away you know yeah. what i mean like this is not the problem well because they're all tested too all of the ingredients are tested and all of the uh, guidelines are changed i think like yearly for safety reasons. So I guess that's why they're able to like keep it a trade secret because they're like, well, these are all tested to be safe. So like, right. It wouldn't be a safety issue. Right. Right. That's so interesting. 
yeah, I'm so happy we were able to speak with her. I know. I do hope they come out with like a scented product. <laughs> well, so- it sounds like they are. It sounds like they might be. I don't know. I think they've got a lot of shit in the works. I'm sure. I think just from trolling their Instagram, I think they've got an eye product. I think they've got an SPF. Uh, it sounds like a body product. SPF would be dope. No, I mean, I pro- like an all eye about cream? those SPF, so. Yeah. Well, they have like the eye patches, so that would make sense. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Par- I'm still partially an eye cream truther, but. <laughs> I am Talk- not an yeah. eye cream truther. Talk to I, me when I'm I like 60. Yeah, like I might change right. my mind when I'm 60, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was such an informative, enlightening episode. I'm so glad. We love we Joyce. Got to do it. We love Joyce. We love yes, Joyce. I'm sure we'll talk to her again. Hell yeah. She'll be our like cosmetic chemist like correspondent. <laughs> On call, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, until that next episode. Yes. You can follow us on Instagram. Why can't I ever get this fucking <laughs> sign off right? Follow us on Instagram at smellulator.mp3. I am at Tynan Buck. And I am at Sabletooth Tigra. And you can find our website at smellulator.live. And until next time, we will... Smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs> oh, we we did it right. Did we? Okay. We got it. <laughs>